Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. All right, here we go. Welcome in, everybody. Another episode of the podcast, Sweeping the Nation. It is One Man's Opinion right here. Well, wherever you're at, I'm on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, wherever you may be. Welcome to it. I am Jeff Manns, your lovely host. Episode 43 here today. Boy, this is uh, the little podcast that could. Didn't think we'd go. Didn't know how many episodes we'd end up going in uh, this year, especially when the pandemic hit and everything else. So really happy you guys are enjoying it, downloading it and uh subscribing and all that it's free so it's it's, uh uncensored so we have a good time in basically being able to talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about and that's that's just delightful so episode 43 today we launch into the fantasy football playoffs so did you make it that's the number one question i have for you today did you make it in your fantasy football leagues are you in the playoffs did you get screwed out of the playoffs i definitely want to hear from you remember to follow me by the way on social media at jeff underscore mans on twitter the jeff mans on facebook instagram snapchat and tiktok um i made it so i'm gonna go through uh i made most of my leagues i didn't make the playoffs in every league you think well jeff that's all you do your it's your job you have to make the playoffs in every league. Yeah. I wish it worked that way. You know, things just like all of you, we, we are, uh, it's up to the gods. It's up to no COVID illnesses, no injuries. So good matchups in, you know, um, I'm in 10 league. Technically I'm in 11 leagues, but 10 leagues. The one extra league is a dynasty. It's the football diehards dynasty league where we have multiple, matchups per week so it's really hard computing all of the uh the totals the wins and losses i was the number two seed in that league though i believe i was was i 18 and six yeah i was 18 and six on the year so um that's where that was and made the playoffs in that league as well so technically out of 11 i ended up making it in seven out of the you know eight out of the 11 if we uh, count that and I'll go over that today as well. I do want to welcome in a brand new sponsor to the podcast. I'm really excited to officially be joining forces with our buddies at stat hero folks. It's a great game. You've heard me talk about them on Sirius XM before. Um, and now we decided to, to take the partnership even further. You know, one of the things that's important to me as we go, remember I'm doing this podcast, not just, on a uh, during the fantasy football season, not dur- during the NFL season, we're gonna we'll talk baseball, we'll talk basketball, life stories. You know, we told told you a lot about myself, um, my personal struggles and successes during the pandemic when there was no sports. So we're gonna go into that. And one of the things right now, why I started out the show asking you, did you make the playoffs or didn't you make the playoffs, is because what do you do now? Right. If you didn't make the playoffs, and I'm assuming most of you are likely in multiple leagues, maybe of your one main league, but then there's a secondary league. Maybe you did, uh, you know, a side league with your buddies or your your family or whatever it may be. But d- if you ma- didn't make the playoffs, what do you do now? 
And that's the question. And that's, you know, a whole industry has been formed around that very premise. And basically it's daily fantasy football. For those of you who just play the season long variety, uh, daily fantasy football is fantastic. You could play a single game. Like you can do the Thursday pay. I am recording this by the way, before the game Thursday night, Patriots and Rams. I am off of cam acres and we'll see by the time you're listening to this, you are going to, by the time you're listening to this, it's going to be, um, I'm either going to look like a genius or an absolute slouch, but I'm fading Cam Akers in this matchup because the heavy workload on Sunday. So that's my thought on that one. Um, but what do you do? You could play daily fantasy in one game, or you could play it in the main slate where there's anywhere from 11 to 13 games. You could play the Sunday night, Monday night slate, two game slate. There's a lot going on with it. And it's a ton of, and you can win life-changing money. I've won. I didn't make a lot of money in fantasy sports, like doing the work. I didn't really make, I've never made a lot of money. I, I make a lot of money now, but didn't make a lot of money for first 12 13 years I was in this. And um, as a result, I had to win my way in, had to win money if I wanted to achieve any kind of success. And I did it mostly in the daily game, you know, had a $250,000 live final win, a hundred thousand dollar live final win, uh, $35,000 for a third place finish in a live final. And that, so there's a lot of good things. If you have the knowledge if you are in tune with the NFL and fantasy football, daily fantasy is a tremendous, tremendous supplement to your seasonal leagues. I strongly recommend it. We've got packages over there at elitefantasy.com. Now that's where my cash game breakdown is the uh, Saturday night chats, the position coaches. We do all that over there, lowered our prices. I think it's 40 bucks for the rest of the season. So if you want to go in and get that, but um, so that's a way to do it. Sports betting. That's another way that you could supplement. Now you have to be in a state that has legalized sports betting. And as of now, there's 13 states that you can sign up for an account. You could do it through FanDuel and DraftKings and others, MGM. And there's a bunch of different places to go to bet on sports, basketball, football. You could bet on the games there, player props uh, and all that. Okay. Or maybe it's your local book. Maybe, you know, I used to have a guy back in Chicago had a guy, right? We, we all had a guy and it was our bookie and uh, he would take bets for everybody. And we, you call it in, you know, the number would be busy back in the day. You know, you call the number and it'd be, you hear a busy signal or uh, he'd, he'd rush off the phone because he's taking bets all throughout the day on Sunday morning, yeah, the good old times. Right. But um, you know, those are opportunities for you as well. And Stat Hero, the new sponsor of One Man's Opinion, they are a compliment. They're a daily fantasy game that offers a survivor pool setup. It's actually a lot of fun. Uh, you don't have to spend a ton of hours researching. You're not playing against the field, so you don't have to worry about what am I doing, right? What's a man's going to do? His lineup's going to be better than mine. I got to piggyback his. No, no, you don't have to play those lotteries. You don't have to go into it with a. You don't have to be ultra contrarian. You just have to win. 
And when you win, you get paid. That's really easy. That's what Stat Hero is all about. And they have new contests starting up every single week. They have Monday nights and Thursday night contests as well for NFL. For those of you in the NBA, which is starting soon, they have every uh, they have daily contests on that as well. It's uh, a lot of a lot of fun. And actually, in the days and weeks ahead, I was able to talk to the folks over at Stat Hero, and they have a brand new game that they're starting out called Rivals, and that's something that uh, they'll be debuting here in, as we go forward so that it's not available yet. But uh, I think we're just a couple weeks away from that. So uh, I've sampled the game, and it's just fantastic. So it's another thing to do. Let's face it, man. Like, you want to have some fun in the holiday season. A lot of people get depressed. I don't get depressed. I love the holidays. I really do. But I love sports as well, and I'm always looking for something else to do. And uh, I think Stat Hero presents that to you. So if you go there and you want to sign up for Stat Hero and see what it's all about, you could use the promo code ELITE for a 25% match on your first deposit. And you could play it on any mobile device. I've got the app fired up right in front of me as well or on StatHero.com. So remember, that's the promo code ELITE. Get a 25% match on your first deposit right there for you. Go there and uh, tell them man sent you. Appreciate you guys doing that. Um, more about that later on. So that, that's what the theme of today's show is going to be. I'm going to give you some information, some news that help, can help you through your fantasy playoffs. I'm going to tell you some things to do. And if you are out of the playoffs or you want to supplement your playoff fantasy, you know, the thing with me is I've been managing 11 teams for the last 13 weeks. And now I'm out in three leagues. I technically, okay, here's the thing. I'm out in four because I lost in that diehards league last week. And I didn't even realize it till like yesterday. Um, I, I was a second seed and I lost in the playoffs already. So I've already made and been eliminated from a playoff round, which sucks. So I'm technically out in four of my 11 leagues. Um, the rest of them start this week as well. So let me go through that. I like to be transparent with everybody about how I've done. Uh, Last year was the first year I did not win a championship in in season-long fantasy football. That was tough to take. It was the first year since, I won't say ever, because I used to only play two leagues before I was in the industry. But I think it was from 2001. First time, no, no, 02. Oh, two, first time. So, um, you know, rebounding was important to me this year. I did a lot of work with the pandemic and everything. I put in a ton of work and I think it really has paid off. The only, we did Losers Day on Sirius XM this past week. The only real misses, right? Cam Akers is a miss. I was very invested. He never really popped off. Although by the time, again, you hear this, I could be completely screwing myself by fading um cam Akers, and then he goes off this week after i've been holding him but you got to do the right thing always regardless of how infatuated you are with the player but i put in a lot of and then the buffalo bills you know i was much lower on josh allen stefan diggs i was much higher on zach moss in the backfield and turned out the bills wound up being a pass heavy pass first team who the hell knew that so Wrong on those, but everything else aligned. And I think as I'm looking at my records right now, <clears throat> got it all recorded here in front of me. I have a, my team's four and nine, 
four and nine. Those are my two worst teams. One's my home league. One is a dynasty rebuild league uh, where I've never won the championship in the four years doing this league, but uh, I made it to the championship game in year two. And this year is just a complete wipeout. Even though the team's not as bad, I have good running backs in that league. I just don't have any receivers or quarterbacks and it's an IDP league and my defense sucks. So four and nine, four and nine, my two teams, two worst teams by far, by far, far, far. And then I had a six and seven team. That was the staff league here at elite sports, which I had, I was six and two in that league and I've lost five in a fucking row to miss the playoffs. Can you believe that? That really chaps my hide, but uh, missed out on that one as well. So those are the three I've missed out on. I have uh, the IBC six, I'm seven and six in that one, the huddle league seven and six in that one. I have eight and five, eight and five, and then three nine and four teams, including the King's Classic, which is a, a league amongst experts that um, uh, a lot of people uh, are in, a lot of industry people and folks are all about. So that's what I have going on. My total record, 71 and 59. If you did the 18 and six uh, league, I would be 89 and 64. Four, five, yeah, 89, 65. Easy math to do it in my head, right? Uh, but 71 and 59 is are my 10 teams, uh, my 10 leagues that I did make the playoffs in seven of the 10. I'm pretty proud of that. I think that I have legitimate, real good shots in a couple of these leagues. Um, I have the best team, not even close. Uh, I've got, you know, the minor, all three of my nine and four teams are really good. Uh, my nine and four teams are actually sixth in points in one of them. So that's one I've been obviously lucky second in points and first in points in those. So I'm in real good shape in those ones. Obviously would like to close them all out, but uh, I got a bye week in two of those. I don't understand so many. That's the hardest thing is when you're in multiple leagues, are you in a buy, not in a buy? Where do you have to set a lineup? Where don't you have to set a lineup? That's the thing that's most frustrating to me. But that's how it has been. Um, that's my regular season. I will go into full-on transparency about DFS, sports betting, and everything at the end of the season. I could tell you this. It's been my most successful daily fantasy football season ever. And again, that counts. I- I've won more money. In 2015, 2016, I won a lot more money. Obviously, in 2015, it was uh, almost a half a million dollars that year alone. Um, so I've won more money, but I've I've had more winning weeks. I haven't had I've had one losing week in daily fantasy football all year. It's not an exaggeration. It's not embellishment. It's not a lie. It's also crazy 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 un, unexpected it you never win that many times you know what i mean right it's it's you never seem to win that many times and this year's been a blessing in that regard We've been staying on top of it we're way far ahead i think a lot of the optimizer a lot of people dfs players the uh they are the ones that fill out the majority of lineups, the guys that pump 150 lineups into a contest. They are having terrible seasons. 
the reason they are because optimizers and you know lineup builders they can't stay on top of all the news the notes and and those little elements that the human person can that we do over on elitefantasy.com and thus they're having a real rough time you know it, it, it i talked a lot about the trenches when an offensive lineman a defensive lineman some of those when when they are in a bad spot or when they are injured it completely takes everything else off kilter off course right so you need to, people don't pay attention to those so i'll go through i want to go through some of those i want to go through some of the notes um of players that in the trenches that you may not even realize are going to play a huge and vital role into fantasy football here in week 14 as you go into your playoffs. Uh, by the way, I have a poll up at Jeff underscore mans. Did you make the fantasy playoffs? Yes or no? Uh, I want to hear from you. I want to see what percent of our folks made it, what percent of our folks did not make it. And, uh, you know, vote now at Jeff underscore mans as soon as you listen to this. Get your vote tallied. Uh, Grady Jarrett, defensive tackle for the Atlanta Falcons. He is one of, could actually be the best run stopper in the National Football League this year and, and most years. He is an absolute behemoth whenever, and Jarrett's missed time over the years. So I, I hear it from a people every now and then, oh, Atlanta, you could run against Atlanta. Not really. You really, not when Grady Jarrett is active. Because Grady Jarrett is an absolute beast. In fact, Atlanta is sixth best DVOA against the run. If you remove Grady Jarrett when he's not on the field, they're 25th DVOA against the run. It's as big as a drop as there is in the National Football League. He is banged up as we speak, uh, not practicing each uh, Wednesday and Thursday. So keep an eye on that. Carolina, Derek Brown, rookie defensive tackle there. We know it's already easy to run against Carolina, but Carolina's eight members of their team on the COVID-19 list. And a lot of Denver Broncos are unowned. A lot of players like Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay, Jerry Judy are um, sort of afterthoughts in fantasy football. Melvin Gordon coming out uh, off a great game. It could be an even better game. The Broncos are going to run the hell out of the ball and the Carolina Panthers, assuming that Brown isn't activated before Sunday, which it doesn't look like he will be, that's a huge, huge loss to a team that already struggles against the run. Um, uh, Zach Kerr is out in the same team, another defense attack for Carolina that's questionable and likely out this week. Uh, Shaq Thompson, also for Carolina, another one on the COVID-19 list. Jonah Williams is on IR for Cincinnati. They lost their starting left tackle. Denzel Ward missed last week, cornerback for the Cleveland Browns. They play on Monday night, but without Ward, that would open up their hype up Marquise Hollywood Brown quite a bit more. Wyatt Teller, one of the better run-blocking, mauling interior offensive linemen. He's the right guard of the Cleveland Browns. He is likely out this week as well. That would be a, a huge loss. Remember, he's the one that got punched by Jeffrey Simmons last week in the Tennessee game. Deshaun Hand may be back. He's missed the last couple weeks for Detroit, but that would be a huge uh, get back for him if the Alliance could get their defensive tackle back. Jeff Okuda, another one 
Okuda is likely to face off against Devontae Adams. And I, I mean, that's a, you put Devontae Adams against the rookie corner. It's going to be a field day. Anyway, if Okuda's out, it's absolutely lights out for Devontae Adams. So keep an eye on that. And then you got some injuries to the Indianapolis Colts offensive line, Anthony Costanzo, Little uh, Raven Clark. Now, Costanzo missed last week. Clark started in his place. Clark went down the knee injuries out for the year. Costanzo, they hope, will be back uh, in a pretty big game. You know, you figure Indianapolis should be able to beat the Raiders, but the Raiders play well against better teams. They've done well against the Chiefs twice, and the Raiders are fighting for their playoff lives as well. And if the Colts lose another one, they'll be all of a sudden, that's how close these races are in the NFC and AFC playoff races and why they matter so much because a loss there and Colts are even with Raiders with them ha- Raiders having a, an advantage uh, the head to head matchup right it's and, and I mean Colt or the Ravens are five and three in the conference which is better than right now four and four for the Colts they would be four and five so the Raiders are on the tiebreakers it's dangerous for the Colts Colts can't afford to lose that game. So we'll see what happens with Costanzo for sure. Um, Jonathan Abram in that same game, the safety for Las Vegas, you know, in the corners of the Raiders, absolutely awful, but Jonathan Abram's a guy ball Hawk. He comes over, loves to initiate contact. It really disrupts their passing game when he is active, when he's out the Raiders defense is a sieve that you could throw all over. So, watch monitor that injury as we go forward as well so those are some of the notable players that are in out or that we should be watching for in the trenches during week 14 and again it will really really catapult or drop off our skill position quarterbacks running backs receivers tight ends um depending on how those players are health-wise, are they in or out? Friday afternoon, most important time. Two most important time of your fantasy weeks are obviously Friday afternoon when the official injury report comes out, and then secondly, the um, uh, Sunday, obviously, before all the games start. So two most important times there are. Holidays are here. There's a lot going on, a lot of distractions for people out there, no doubt about that. And we understand that. And again, we're a business. That's why fantasyguru.com, elitefantasy.com, elitesportsbetting.com. It's why we exist. We exist to streamline things for you. I have a couple of people over the last couple of weeks. It's not a lot of folks. A couple of our subscribers have been complaining, complaining about the rankings and what they say aren't updated. And if you're listening to this podcast, please advise, please understand. Nothing that I do, nothing, period, full stop, nothing that I do is outdated. Except maybe my hairstyle, my face, the, things like that, yes. I, I do everything for a reason. I do not ambulance chase what i mean by ambulance chasing is i do not react to every single piece of news that comes down 
Roto World, Roto Wire, our own Fantasy Guru newsfeed that we have, ESPN. I listen to it all. I scour for news and notes and updates all the time. But I do not put my money, when it comes to my money, I am not going to react to every single fucking news story that comes down the pike. Not doing it, and neither should you. We don't do that. We don't do that at Fantasy Guru. Our shit is updated, rankings and projections, but it's updated when you need it. For Thursday's game, right before the podcast, updated. Everything's updated, ready to go for you on Thursday. That's, that's what you need to know. I did not take Christian McCaffrey out of the rankings yet. Even though that came down today, Matt Rule says he's unlikely to play. Why? I, I have DeAndre Swift in the rankings. Why? Because he's questionable practice in full today. The, the thing about the reason that's what I do is so that you know what to think of a player, you know, of a player compared to the field if he plays. I am not, unless you're sitting there, I'm on the air on SiriusXM on the pregame show. I'm not going to be able to, I'm not a news reporter. Everybody, you guys, we have news at Fantasy Guru, as updated as anybody, but I don't do that. It's a feed. It comes in. I don't report the news. I'm not a news person. It's not my, my job is not the news. My job is to take the news, take the facts, and tell you how to play this game at the highest level. That's what my my job is. So I do. All right. So I, I am all about that. And we need to know if DeAndre Swift is active, where would we put him? Who do we start him over? Who do we start instead of him? Same with Christian McCaffrey, right? That's what we need to know. That's what you need to know. Me marking, I, I, I see this all the time with fan, uh, fellow fantasy competitors who do rankings and projections. I never understood that, oh, a guy's questionable. Oh, I'm going to move him down eight places. Okay, but that doesn't matter. You, you can't, you either have to assume they're in. And if you assume they're in, if there's any chance they play, you have to show where those players line up, how they match up against it. If they're playing, where we put them. Or they're out. If they're out and we know that and we're positive, then we take them out of the rankings. They're not in there anyway. Right? That's what we do. Took Antonio Gibson out. We know he's out. Those are the diff- That's what you need to know. Me marking a guy all the way down, like Antonio Gibson, if he played, would be a lot higher. Same with DeAndre Swift or Christian McCaffrey. So marking him down, <laughs> you know, if he doesn't play, uh, I, I'll throw a guy out there, uh, who uh, Naheem Hines, all right? If DeAndre Swift plays, he's ahead of Naheem Hines easily, right? So why would I have him close to Hines being questionable? Because if he's in, he's other way ahead. Or if he's out, he obviously is all the way down and out, and Naheem Hines is way higher, Right? Why, what good does it serve you to have them right now rank closely because you have 
you have to hedge. So that's that's where I'm at with that. Um, you know, I, I want everybody to understand that you there's a perception out there that oh my god, this news came out and you didn't update something. No, yes, I of course I did. Of course, always do. I'm just not overreacting. I update the rankings. I do the rankings Monday night into Tuesday. Then on um, we'll pull somebody out on Wednesday if we have to. Then Thursday before the games, they're all updated again. So the Thursday night players, everybody's locked in with the information we know then. Then Friday after the injury report comes out, I do the live stream on Elite Fantasy. I publish the cash game breakdown on Elite Fantasy. And then we update the rankings. Games don't start to 1 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. By the time you either go to bed, if you're a night owl, on, or by the time you wake up on time you go to bed Friday, or if you're an early morning person, by the time you wake up on Saturday, you have everything locked into place. Everything. You have 36 hours to set your fucking lineup. Do it. Stop making excuses. I understand the holidays are tough. I understand you have distractions. That's what I'm here for. But I only can take you so far. All right. I, I love the holidays, man. I love it. Oh, Christmas is my favorite. Those of you at Elite Fantasy know. I Santa Man's, he's in the house. Santa Man's always there. Um, giving away free subscriptions and giving away, you know, g- giving things away for everybody. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of good times on those Friday night live streams and, I love doing it. Holidays are always my favorite time. I, somebody asked me recently, like, why do you like the holidays so much? Like, you know, Ted's not a Christmas guy. Ray Flowers, my friend, uh, at, uh, fancy guru. He is Phil Backer. Like my producer's like, eh, kind of in, but not really. Sandro, another producer, not really in. I don't know why. I, I don't know why I've always liked Christmas so much. Um, I, I obviously growing up something to do, I think because I come from a large, large family that we always fought all the time. Everybody fought constantly, fight, fight, fight. And Christmas was that time where we all, everybody sort of laid down their sword. No matter what was going on, no matter how angry my mom was at my sister, my dad, my brother, my mom or my dad and whatever it was, that's the time everyone just shut the fuck up and we chilled out and everything else. Like, uh, you know, I, I have so many great, christmas memories it's uh you know even though we didn't have a lot didn't get a lot of presents i was always spoiled according to my brothers and sisters of course but um always got what i would get is a wwe it was wwf back then wrestling figure jc pennies used to sh- the discount the what do they call that the, the discount jc penny stores or what do they call that shit outlet store that's it they always had like the wrestling figures i fucking loved them when i was a kid so I'd get a couple of those every Christmas and it would just make my whole year just the, the, the absolute best. But you know what? I, I, you know, toys and presents and all that stuff is great. I, I used to love it to this day when the song silent night comes on, like my dad passed away in 1999, my mom in 2012. And uh, so I don't have my parents anymore. My, I, the song silent night just reminds me of my mom for some reason. She used to, my mom was a weird person she was uh, a lot of she had some mental illness 
um, severe, severe depression. I actually talked about that. If you, uh, if you guys haven't listened to previous episodes, uh, I talked about my depression, my family's depression back in the day. Um, wonder, I can't remember what the, oh yeah, it was episode uh, 15, my life with depression. Um, it talked about that, but she would sit in there. She whole house would be quiet. She would, the Christmas tree was up. Christmas lights were on. I used to have those bubble lights. You guys remember those bubble lights? Those things that were, <laughs> there's uh, so many fires started because of the bubble lights, but my mom loved them. And she would sit there and she'd listen to silent night. Like that's just, a, she listened to a lot of the religious Christmas songs too. Um, but you know, that was sort of the silent night. The whole house was quiet, real late at night and stuff. And I'd kind of like creep in there. Like, so I was always a night owl and see that, and then, you know, those are just, times i you know just those snapshots those polaroids of our memories that i'll never ever forget and um you know it's it just we always made the most of it you know and i hope for every one of you out there that uh you know 2020 has been such a time i talked about this on the coffee video this morning actually i'll reiterate it here for you um 2020 is a shit storm of a year i don't think nothing it just wasn't a positive, I doubt, for anybody, although maybe it did. I mean, uh, you know, we had, uh, I have a, a brand new niece brought into the world. I'm very thankful for and excited about, um, you know, always fun with the little babies at Christmas time. And, you know, but for all of you guys out there listening, maybe it was a struggle. Maybe you got laid off, furloughed, um, less hours, whatever it was, you know, make the most of it. You find a time, whether it's Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, any of these holidays, New Year's, maybe it's not even December, maybe it's February, whatever it is, you know, take some time for yourself, take some time to relax and decompress because it's been a hell of a year and we had election shit and we had fucking Kobe dying and we had, uh, you know, the weather was crazy, fucking hurricanes and shit. I mean, Jesus, the kind of shit that hit our world is just absolutely amazing this year. And we deserve this time to kind of go back and chillax a little bit. And I'll say this too, um, for those of us that maybe didn't take a hit, gainfully employed, maybe you had a big DFS year. I mean, that's for me, that's kind of what it is. Um, You know, we were furloughed for a couple of of months. I decided to forfeit some of my salary back in uh, during the, real pandemic stage or those early when there was no sports, you know, we had to make sure that our staff got paid and everything. So um, take a bit of a hit there, but, you know, made it up with DFS and I'm very happy we're with where I am. But what, what I'm saying to you is take care of the people that take care of you all year. And I'm a big believer in that circle of life, karma, call it whatever you want, but you know, the garbage men, mailmen, your landscapers or gardeners or pool guys, uh, house cleaners, um, you know, anybody, you know, the guy that does your oil change, the, you know, um, your barber, that's, that's what actually got me thinking of it earlier. Barbers or hairdressers for the ladies, um, what, whatever, you know, people in the service industry, waiters and waitresses and bartenders and, you know, anybody that's a part of your life, you know, that you rely on, on the regular, Take care of them, tip them out, you know, tip them out this, uh, 
this holiday season, you know, whatever for the Christmas, for New Year's, whatever, you know, take care of. Maybe it's not. Maybe you know, and if you don't have money, or bake, bake them a, a pan of brownies or or something. And that's that's what my mom used to. We didn't have money, but um, you know, my whole family all blue collar, of course. And you know, my my mom would bake cookies or brownies or something and give them to whoever you know she'd she'd be cranking out cranking out pans of brownies um for the whole neighborhood for our neighbors and the mailman and you know everybody put it in a a ziploc bag you know the whole just all that kind of stuff so it doesn't have to be a monetary if it was a bad year or something or you know what fuck just say thanks hey man really appreciate you thank hope you have a holiday good holiday you and your family just just do it if you could just do that you guys do it for me uh, or do it for yourselves or whoever, just be cool and uh, take care of those people, man. All of us need to pick me up. Think about it. You know, who uh, you, you ever worked any job. I used to carry mail back in, you know, late nineties and stuff. And, you know, I remember getting Christmas tips and I didn't know what the fuck it was like, what the hell's this got Christmas tips. And, you know, but just think of when you're in a job like that. And I remember delivering mail in the snow and there would be, um, yeah, people say, hey, man, thanks, really appreciate you, or, you know, whatever it is, hey, can I get you a, a cup of coffee or something? And it's like, man, real cool, just a pick-me-up. Just, you know what I mean? Just just thanks, appreciate you. For those in the drive through line, or you're picking up food if you're not going out, if you're not allowed to, just, uh, you know, thank those people. Tip them well if you can, if you, if you can't. Just let them know whatever you have to do to let them know you appreciate them. And I think that just uplifts all of us because, you know, I'm talking to a wide audience here Then somebody will be a customer of somebody else. Maybe you're attending bar or maybe you're a hairstylist or something. And, you know, it just goes, it goes around and you pay it forward. And uh, I, I, I'm not a religious guy. I've talked about that in previous podcasts uh, before, but I am a karma person guy, karma guy. I, I believe what goes, what you put out in the world comes back and it doesn't, it's not always equal, not always even nothing in life is fair, but you put out enough good. You'll get enough good in return. Not necessarily when you want it to be, but at a point and enough, maybe when you least expect it, which makes it all the more special. So um, that's my message for everybody for the holidays. That's for sure. All right, let's talk some numbers, fellas. When you see millions of dollars every week being offered in traditional DFS, it lures you in, right? Sure does. Everybody thinks they have a shot at that million-dollar fantasy lotto ticket, but how often are you cashing in? Did you know you have a less than 1% chance to win any real money in those contests? Well, now you can play something better. Stat Hero. That's right. Stat Hero, the brand new, brand new supporter of the One Man's Opinion podcast. They provide daily fantasy survivor pools that give you easier chances to win. No more sharks. No more competing against or with thousands of other lineups. No, you compete against Stat Hero. If you beat Stat Hero, you get paid. That's it. Stat Hero runs the DFS survivor pools across all sports that pays you out every time you advance. No more rankings or impossible odds. You guys want to win for once? Try competing against just Stat Hero and experience the difference. Use the promo code ELITE, E-L-I-T-E, for a 25% match on your first deposit. And now Stat Hero can be played on any mobile device on Stat Hero 
Com. Yeah, man, it's a, I, I enjoy Stat Hero. It's a great thing to do. It's a great supplement if you're still in your leagues. You don't have to worry about what I'm doing. You don't have to worry about a fucking awesome or any mega multi-entry participant, right? You compete. Stat Hero this week, there's a $10 pool, and I'm looking at it on the app right now. They are picking the Atlanta Falcons, all right? So they have Matt Ryan. Todd, that's how it works. You pick a team. Okay, you pick a team. They have Falcons, so you know who you're up against. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Todd Gurley, and and Hayden Hurst. For one, that's a pretty shitty pick, right? I don't think that's a great pick. I I really don't. So you look at it and it's like, all right, well, what team do I want to have? Your MVP is the first one you lock in. That's the player that will score 2x fantasy points. And if this is me... Yeah, I'm I'm going Green Bay Packers, right? I'm going to go to the Green Bay Packers and go Devonta Adams at that. Then you just pick your quarterback. That's Aaron Rodgers. You pick your uh, other flex guys. Aaron Jones would be in there for me. Um, probably going to go, I'd go Alan Lazard and then Robert Tanyan, right? And then you get a bonus wild card choice in there as well um, when you play your first time, and those are kickers. So you got to kind of project on that. What kicker do you want? Well, you know, in this case, they have Justin Tucker all year. That makes a lot of sense to me. He plays on Monday night. You know, take the kickers out of it by using the kicker that they already have. You know, I, I think that that's the way to go, right? I, I really think that's the way to go. Um, they have a projected score for their Falcons at 97.6. I've got a projection for my five players at 113. <laughs> so we're going to kick the shit out of them. So we're going to beat them. So that's right right there. I've given you the first week winner over at Stat Hero. So get over there, play on stathero.com, download the app, use the promo code ELITE, 25% match on your first deposit. Go uh, and have some fun. Get some more fantasy football. It's something you can do while you're on the pot. Seriously. Take the dump, you could boom, play some Stat Hero. All righty then. Um, you know, another thing to do, sports betting. Um, talked about DFS and published the cash game article all the time. Sports betting is new for those of you who have it available to you. You know, I've used Bovada for years and years, online sports book. Uh, you have to check local jurisdictions and what's legal and not, and you know, how to get your money and all that stuff. There's been problems with Bovada in the past, but FanDuel, DraftKings, if it's legal in your state, that's how you do it. Man, I so my record is 69. 51 and one on elite sports betting.com. And by the way, if you're a fantasy guru subscriber or, and, or an elite fantasy subscriber, and you want to try the betting or maybe you're a betting subscriber, want to try DFS, just email us support at elite And I will have the guys hook it up. We have a multi package discount. It's we can't advertise it. We can't give it away to new people. Uh, Cause we'd lose money on the deal. But if you just want to try something out for a week, a month, the rest of the season or something, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll throw it to you at a very, very big discount. So, um, but yeah, 69, 51 and one, I'm up 13.15 units. That includes my, I lost on a, um, uh, what was the bat? It was an, uh, Raheem Mostert. I had over 53 yards rushing on Monday night. I think it was. And, uh, obviously that got screwed. I have two bets up for the Thursday night games here tonight as well. So let me tell you about my way of sports betting, because I 
like most things, I'm not like the rest of the world. I am not gung-ho, Mr. I'm going to bet a million things every week. You know, I've, I've always had sports betting. Um, like I said, whether it was with the bookie, my buddies, uh, online books, when we were able to, uh, it's something I've always been into, specifically on in the NFL. You're not going to see me betting very much basketball, a little baseball, more on player props on baseball, I'll bet, but not a lot. I'm not going to pretend. And if I ever do, if I ever pretend to be something I'm not, you guys fuck, just slap me, publicly humiliate me, say something, you tell me, man, stop it. Stop pretending. You know, I know football. I'll put my football information and analysis up against anybody, anybody. I don't care. Literally, Al Michaels, let's go. Collinsworth, let's go. Not a human being that I'd back down from a challenge with football knowledge. No chance. And that's embedding DFS, fantasy, X's and O's. If you want to talk about just the game, you want to talk about coaching, I'm in. So I know this shit and I'm good at it. And I've never had a losing season betting on the NFL. And 18 games over 500, I'm not going to have one this year. I don't bet a lot. I don't make a lot of bets. Ted and I do the five-team parlay every single week uh, on the show, on the SiriusXM show. And uh, let me look at my record there because I didn't update it for since last week, I don't think. But um, let's see. Going into last week, yeah, I, I, it was a little worse. 33-27-0 is where I was at. Oh, yeah, I was, okay. So uh, I had three and two again last week. So I'm 36-28-0. and zero. In that um, previous year, 2018, I was 51, 32, and 2. 2019, 62, 41, and 0. So, yeah, we're, we're right there. And I'll be betting. Well, the great thing about the bats is we'll have it for you all throughout the playoffs. And same with DFS. It doesn't end at week 17. Like, we're going to keep going. Even if you have fantasy guru, you're going to get rankings. We're going to do postseason fantasy football leagues. Like, we don't stop. Dude, we still we have a lot of fun contests and games to play. So um, just take that into consideration. But I bet on what I know. That's why I'm successful at it. That's why I'm, I've mentioned my addiction to winning so many times. I'm not betting 100. Or let's be real. I'm not going to bet 10 player props in a game. You don't. There's no need for that. Guys, think about it. If you have one game and you do five plus player props. It doesn't make any sense. If you're able to, uh, if you're able to nail every over, every under through the players, what you really should be doing it. Cause at that point you have the game dead, the fucking rights. Right. And that's another thing. Another common thing with fantasy guys, everybody bets the over, 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 over. Okay, fine, you know, but if, if you think all these guys are going to get all these yards and all these touchdowns and everything's over, well, then the score of the game is going to go over the total by a mile, right? Why don't you just bet more money on that and simplify it? Makes more sense. Just bet more. You, know, you don't have to have – this isn't about dividing and conquering. Something that, you know, some of the folks that aren't with us anymore at Elite Sports Betting used to – they used to throw up 50 bets in a weekend. There's no reason for that. There's just no reason. You should go with, instead of doing 50 different bets, do one bet and bet 50 times the amount. That's a better idea. 
Bet the thing you know the most. Now, if that is overs, if player props is it, great. And if you you just happen to know I'm going to bet the overs and you're good at it, great. But find out what you do best. And I'll tell you, this is what I do. I live on the margins. Or I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I live on the extremes. I don't bet the middle very often. The middle is for jackholes, in my opinion. The middle is for is where you lose all your money. What I want, like last week, I caught what did I get? Um, Anthony Fersker had a, you know, he was the starting tight end for the Titans. He didn't even do shit for the three quarters, but I didn't need a lot. His total was like twenty three and a half receiving yards, and even though he had two catches through three quarters, he had twenty yards. I needed one more catch, and he had a big fourth quarter, so I went way over. But I, I didn't, and I bet a lot on that. Right? I, didn't, I didn't bet a bunch of those type of bets. I bet that one. Why? Because it was so extremely low. Lock in a line that is profitable to you, and, and, and that's the way you do it. If you like a player in a given week, bet the over over his yardage. Over If you can get total yardage for running back, always better. Try to Try to get the terms in your advantage as much as possible. Okay, so what I'm trying to tell you is get low numbers. You know, betting player props, 65, 75, 80, 82, 86 yards, doing over or unders that, that's, there's a lot of of noise in there. And especially overs. Like, why would you ever bet over 82 yards? Like, you know how much has to happen? And this isn't a violent game where injuries happen to you can't betting that. No, you're better off finding the player that's going to have a much bigger role than Vegas thinks, or that Vegas can react to by the time you get your bet in and lock it down and, and have an over under of six yards, eight yards, 10 yards, 12, 15, 23, like first curve. Fine. Those are easy. That could, you could win that on one play. It's easy. If you start seeing huge yardage totals, Derrick Henry, 93 and a half yards, at that point, bet unders. That's where you go under. Because, you know, all everything that has to happen to get to 93 yards and healthy and not easy to do, bet the under on that. So I live on the extremes. I live on with player props. Real, 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 real low or real, real, real high. If it's real, real low, I'll bet the over. Real high, I bet the under. And that's what I look for every week. I don't get lost in the minutia. I'm not going to go and bet on my favorite player, the fantasy players I like, on their game props if they're all in the middle, 66 and a half yards. Because in fantasy, it doesn't really matter if it's 63 and a half or 69 and a half. But betting, if it's 66 and a half and he is 63, you lost, you didn't lose that much in fantasy, 0.3 points, no big deal. But it's a lose. It's a complete losing bet. That's why you don't live in the middles. All right. Another thing, when it comes to betting the lines of games, um, one of the things when I've gone through my what's been profitable for me this year, most profitable thing has been overs and unders. I bet a ton of overs in the early portion of the season, and it was working magnificently. Then we got into like October. 
And remember, we were seeing six, seven, eight games all over 50 expected points. So naturally, what did I do? I started going under those totals. You know, and that, that's something where if you know pace of play, know the style of play, know what these teams do with the lead when they're trailing, you can game script this all the way down and understand, oh, I like this game, but it should go way under the total. Or I like this game, it's going over that number. So I like betting overs and unders. That gives you chance. That, that gives you so many outs because let's say – you're, you want to bet a game this week and say it's the fucking Buccaneers Vikings 52 and a half is the line I'm looking at. All right. Well, you know, can Minnesota keep up with Tampa Bay's offense? Well, it's can Tampa Bay. I think Minnesota's offense can, you know, Dalvin cook on the ground will present the biggest challenge. To the Buccaneers this whole season uh, on the ground, even though they're tough against the run, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen's back, Rudolph, Cook in the passing game. It's a lot of firepower there. They can keep up Tampa Bay against Minnesota's defense. Sure. Three of the my bottom 20 cornerbacks in that defensive backfield. And you got Antonio Brown, Kirk, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. That's uh, dream matchups for those three. So, all right. So I'm looking at... I like both sides of this ball. I, I think that if it's more competitive, the closer the game, the more points will normally be scored. But it also offers you the outs that, you know, let's say Minnesota does get blown out. Tampa could score 40 by themselves. It wouldn't be that big of a surprise. T- Minnesota, if Tampa's defense plays like it did two weeks ago, Minnesota could score 30, 34 plus. And we wouldn't be that surprised. So it gets us well over halfway there. You know what I mean? So we have some different outs to do it with. What you don't want to get into, and I know it didn't work for me, but last week, Cleveland and Tennessee, I bet the under, I lost that bet. But the whole time, when either one of those teams gets a lead, they play very, very slow. All right? And it did happen for Cleveland. Cleveland slowed it up, but Tennessee in the second half came out like a banshee and just score, score, score. And then it forced Cleveland to come back. But it also came in a huge detriment to Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb. Chubb got an end zone, but that was it. If that game nine, that play, that game's played 10 times, but eight of those 10 times, you got a game that's in the trenches with Henry and Chubb and it's slow and the clock goes on. And, you know, it's 24 to 20, you know, 44 total points, not the 54 that was expected. So it didn't work out for me that time, but the other one did. It was the Arizona-LA Rams game. They were all shoulder injury and Rams defense and oh, all this shit. That game went over so easily. It was pathetic. Kyler didn't even play well. You know, nobody, they ran the ball a hell of a lot, for the LA Rams, and yet it went over by a mile. Because those are two fast-paced teams that get to the line, and it was a very competitive game. Teams that could score in a hurry, so it was an easy over. We won that bet. But I'm just saying, look at those trends. Look at those pieces, right? If you, When you start getting into – by the way, I would never bet the over Minnesota-Tampa. I just want to put that on record. Once you get into, like, 52 territory, very, very, very rarely am I betting overs because I live on the extremes there as well. I first thing I do when I see it, uh, the numbers 
for a week and open up the Vegas Lions. I look, what's the lowest game of the week? And like this one, uh, one of the lowest was Dallas-Cincinnati. And I'm like, okay, kind of like the revenge game here. Cincinnati's defense sucks. Dallas' defense sucks. Cincinnati has a lot of firepower on offense. No more Joe Burrow, so it's not a lot. So that's a game I, I like the lowest that's the lowest expected total of the week that very good chance that game could be 24 20 24 21 something like that goes over that number then i go to the high le- high end green bay detroit 55 minnesota tampa Bay 52 tennessee jacksonville 53 indianapolis vegas 50 and a half like i'm looking all right well which of these games are a lot slower aren't going to be very competitive and i look at like tennessee jacksonville 53 and a half Jacksonville really going to score? And how are they going to score? You know, I don't, I don't have a lot of faith in that at all. And if Tennessee – and Tennessee, by the way, is favored by almost eight, or seven and a half, eight points. If Tennessee has a, a one touchdown or two score plus lead, 10 points or more, they're going to sit on the ball and run Derrick Henry right through Jacksonville. All right? And it's not going to be every time he touches the ball, he's taken to the house either. He's, he's great against Jacksonville historically, but it takes a long time for those runs. I, that's a game I would bet under. That's where I'm targeting in that one. So that's the way I, I size it up for uh, sports betting. We have a ton, a ton of videos and write-ups and how-tos and the way we go about our bets. And then we have on our we have a VIP chat room over there, EliteSportsBetting.com as well. So if you want to get involved in that, we have survivor pools there as well. Just post my week 14 uh, survivor picks as well at elitesportsbetting.com. All right. So what else we got for today? Uh, hopefully I've given you guys, you know, this is always a different episode. I wanted to give you guys some more things to do, you know, what to do now that your fantasy football playoffs are over or your regular season's over. Some other things to keep the juices going. Uh, but final the survivor pool bets, as I always give you on one man's opinion podcast, my survivor pick this week is obviously Seattle. If you haven't used them going against the New York jets, if you want to get a little bit different and um, you know, have a, a different, I think Tampa Bay at home against Minnesota, pretty good. I have not used Tampa Bay all year. Like I have not used Tampa Bay all year long. So that's, that's one that I still, if I still have it, chances are, if you're still alive, you have it. That would be my second choice. Um, you know, Green Bay, good. I had used them already a few weeks ago. Detroit looked pretty good last week. There's a lot of, you know, they came back against the Bears uh, in a game they, they were dead in. And, uh, you know, I think there's, there's something there. You know, Detroit, I'm not saying they will upset, but it's a putt. You know, very good possibility of upsetting the Saints against Philadelphia. Don't I don't you don't know what the quarterback change is going to do. I still think New Orleans will win the game, but that's too much risk for me as well. So, hundred um, percent Seattle if you have them. Tampa would be my second, and uh, Kansas City if you haven't used them. It's not a great matchup against them against Miami, but uh, it's a tough week, all things told. So. Um, Tennessee, if you haven't used Tennessee, would be my fourth choice. The best bet of the week. Again, this one will be 
on the site, elitesportsbetting.com. Also in the five-team parlay with Ted Schuster on Friday afternoon on the Elite Sports Show. Heard every weekday on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, uh, the best bet of the week. God, I love, man, I love my over-unders. Like, I really, really love my over-unders. Um, kind of want to go, uh, I'm trying to give you guys something different. Because um, I, I talked about that Dallas-Cincinnati game that I think is going to go over. Um, yeah, my card is uh, – it, this is a lot of different ways I want to go here. But I'm just going to stick to the um, Denver-Carolina game. Um, everybody should know what's been going on in Carolina with the COVID-19 and no Curtis Samuel, no DJ Moore. Christian McCaffrey is now out. That game opened up at 45 and a half and is now at 47, right? I'm betting under 47. I think Denver will have a good time against the Carolina defense. Carolina can score, but Denver's tough there. That game's not going to hit 47 points. So, um, under. Carolina, Denver, that's my best bet of the entire week. And then my upset special for week number 14. Oh, boy. Um, you know, I'm, <laughs> I, I don't want to do it. I, I, I'm worried about this game quite a bit. But, um, I, you know, I'm just going to say, I think it'll be Atlanta beating the Chargers. That one... I think we'll be high scoring. Um, Atlanta, Julio looks like, you know, could play. The Chargers always play to their competition. And so do the Falcons in a lot of ways. But there's been weeks since Dan Quinn has been fired. Atlanta's come out just look really freaking good. And, um, you know, they're two and a half point dogs right now on the road. We saw Herbert coming down a little bit. I think Herbert will have a fine game or a good game, but I think Matt Ryan will have a great game himself. And uh, I think Atlanta has a good chance to pull off that upset against the chargers. You know, when you're looking for an upset, pick on a team that constantly fucks games up and you'll be in good spot. All right. So that is your best bet, your survivor pick and upset of the week. Uh, I'll be back. I have another guest lined up for next week. I want to thank our, Affiliate, our uh, our sponsor in Stat Hero, folks, get over there, StatHero.com. They're new. You can play on the mobile device. A great app makes it nice and easy for you. I gave you the damn winner for this week. They have the Falcons in that $10 game. Pick the Packers. I guarantee that's going to win for you. Use the promo code ELITE for a 25% match on your first deposit now at StatHero.com. So enjoy that. Thank you guys for downloading it. Thank you for indulging me talking about the holidays and some of the upbringing and stuff like that. Always a good time when I can do that. I'll be back with another episode next week. Remember, folks, you may disagree with something, if not everything you heard today, and it's perfectly all right. Why? It was just one man's opinion. We'll see you next time, everybody. Deuces!